0: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Yarnies. We are three time loop experts with nothing better to do than break down the new Hulu original film Palm Springs. I'll be your host today, Matt Johnson. And as always, I have Keith Baker and Austin Terry with me to fill out the panel. Keith, how the hell are
1: you? Uh, You know, man, just living every day like it's not my last. Just trying to get through it. I
0: love it. I love it. Now, Austin, tell me, were you happy or sad to learn that we weren't watching Return of the Jedi again this week?
2: Let me tell you, I was ecstatic. I'm so happy to have that film behind us. Fair
0: enough. I can't argue there. So anyway, Keith, as our resident, and I'm sure the audience already knows this, but as our resident time loop aficionado, being as though you've claimed to be stuck in six separate time loops in your life with a total time spent of 7,212,009 years, tell me what were your thoughts on Palm Springs, a movie very much about time loops?
1: Well, Palm Springs was like my life, but with a happy ending. You know? (laughs) (laughs) i've been going through this this thing for almost what seven and a half million years now i mean i just can't fathom the way this movie ended i was like why can't i have that but my initial thoughts going into this movie i actually did not watch any trailers or read anything about it i went into it blind not knowing what it was about at all um so i was surprised to see that it was a time travel movie And then it was kind of a Groundhog Day-esque kind of movie. So shout out to Bill Murray. I love Groundhog Day So and Back to the Future. So yeah, I love time travel movies. So it was really cool getting into this one. I thought Annie Sandberg and the other actors and actresses did a good job. So yeah, that's my initial thoughts.
0: Cool, cool. Well, speaking of actresses, Keith, we, I mean, Austin, you can jump, feel free to jump in here, but we all know how much of a crush you have on Kristen Milioti, you know, the lead in this. So how was it seeing her? Why are
2: you asking me to jump in? I I didn't know Keith had a crush on her.
0: Yeah, how did oh. you know that. I, I mean, I definitely
2: do, but this is the first time I've seen her in anything.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, damn. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hold on, guys. Yeah. I'll, I'll see. I'll see you in a bit.
2: Huh? Wait, what? What, the heck does, that what does that mean?
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's, for three time loop experts with nothing better to do. Talk about Palm Springs, great movie, can't wait. I'll be your host today, Matt Johnson. I'm so great. And as always, I have Keith, very good, and Austin, very good. With me, Keith, what's up?
2: Uh, You know, just same old thing every I day. Love I,
0: that, I love hearing that, buddy. Austin, how about you?
2: You know, I'm doing good. Uh, You know, you're hosting this week. Very true. So it's kind of like my week off. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like Andy Samberg, I'm going to crack a beer and just hang out today. That's
0: so exciting to hear. I can't wait. Anyway, we should probably keep on going. Are you... Are you okay? What's, oh.
2: We can't go into we can't go into an episode
0: like this. Oh, I think we can. I'm do, I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, speaking of, you know that wonderful word I love so much. Let's talk about the wonderful movie. Palm Springs. So Palm Springs Hulu original, like we said, picked up for distribution at the 2020 Sundance film festival earlier this year. It was bought for a record breaking $17.5 million. And I saw it could even be upwards of 20. So very interesting stuff. Um, and there was a lot of talk surrounding this film between January and when it ended up hitting Hulu on July 10th, 2020, because of this big uh, money spent by Hulu to acquire this movie. So the film itself, though, only actually cost $5 million to make, and is currently gross with everything going on, COVID. It's only grossed 250,000 theaters. So on the surface, sounds like a huge failure, but considering that people are signing up left and right, for Hulu just to watch this movie and the film itself apparently ended up having the most viewers in the first three days of release than anything ever on Hulu's platform. It sounds like, you know, they have a pretty huge financial hit on their hands.
2: Yeah, people are desperate for content.
0: Yeah, no, truly, truly. So it probably, you know, in a weird way worked out, Um, especially so it was also received extremely well by critics and audiences alike with a 94% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. And then last but certainly not least, the movie was directed by Max Barbicow and their directorial debut, written by Andy Ciara, produced by the whole Lonely Island gang that gave us movies like Hot Rod and Popstar, and starring the lovely Kristen Milioti, the beautiful J.K. Simmons, (laughs) and the ever-hilarious Andy Sandberg. Well, Matt,
2: that's a great intro, but from once it's not me messing up the names, it's you. It's actually Sandberg. (sighs) Fuck.
0: Palm Springs, yep, Uh, Hulu original, picked up for distribution, 2020 Sundance, yep, bought for a lot of money, that's a lot, that's a big one, that's a big number, Um, a lot of talk between January, I guess, when the festival was, and July, that's now, Uh, film cost, little money, grossed even less, but then people, you know, buy Hulu and then lots of people watch it, I guess. So it sounds like, you know, it sounds like a hit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, fans gave it the big old thumbs up. Critics were like, I like it. The movie was directed by great director. I mean, we all know. We all know this director. The writer, a classic writer. Produced by funny people, starring Lady, starring Old Man, and Andy Samberg. <laughs> Andy Samberg, yeah. Uh, yeah. uh and then, did I, did that all sound right to you Keith and Austin is that did that uh, satisfy you? I mean the info sounded
2: good but I don't know about the way you conveyed it. Chris Milarney big fan
0: Oh we know Keith we know uh, yeah so uh well, this is a uh, actually uh, this is interesting. I actually don't think I've made it this far so uh I guess let's talk about the cast. Uh, is, that what, is that what I'm supposed to do now?
1: So what just happened? You, you ran through the entire info section like it was memorized. So Matt, as someone who's been stuck in several different time loops in my life,
2: are you stuck in one, sir? <sighs> <laughs> that's a
0: great joke, Keith, because that's really ironic based on our topic today. I don't know if I wanted to talk about this, but you know, you guys are my best friends. We host this podcast together. I think I I can trust you. So, here's the deal. After our Return of the Jedi episode last week, I know it's going to sound crazy, but I got a Twitter message from Mark Hamill. You know, the same Mark Hamill that got the Honorary Mark Hamill Most Improved Award for his performance in Empire Strikes Back. But then, unfortunately, got the Honorary Mark Hamill Regression Award for his performance in Return of the Jedi. Yeah, Mark Hamill messaged you on Twitter. That's awesome. Well, yeah. I thought it was pretty awesome, too. I mean – Did you ask him to come on the show? I did. And he told me to fuck off because basically he said in his messages, he. I was surprised, but he wanted us to, and me specifically actually, he wanted me to retract all the negative things we said about him, his character, his performance everything bad we said about him in the course of our three-part series that covered the whole original Star Wars trilogy that is available now wherever you get your podcast or search The Arnie's. Go check that out. Anyway, uh, I told him I couldn't, you know, because I have integrity, obviously. And Well, yeah. And, uh, well, I woke up, which was weird because it was the middle of the day. So I just figured oh, it was just a weird dream. You know, why would Mark Hamill message me? Obviously a dream. But then it turned out that it wasn't... Because I was actually living the same day again. And I think, based on my studies, that Mark Hamill got mad at me for saying mean things and is now punishing me by trapping me in a time loop. I can't even remember my own brother's name because I've been in here so long. It's Dan. Your brother's name is Dan. Right, yeah. yeah. Who cares? Um, Yeah, so that's kind of what's going on right now.
1: I mean, this makes a lot of sense, actually. I mean, I was first caught in a time loop like... 10 years ago when you guys let me borrow Arkham Asylum, but
0: I uh, never got past the intro. Yeah, and I still can't believe that's how far you got. Uh, well, well, wait, how how is that related? How did that get you caught in a time loop, though? We weren't even podcasting back then.
1: I think Mark Hamill was actually screening all my calls. So whenever he heard me say that he trapped me in a time loop because I didn't like the game, so which in hindsight was weird because I'm a big fan of him voicing the Joker. I just didn't like the game. Well, the game's incredible, so you deserved it, let's be honest. Here. Who
0: cares about who deserved what? How Keith, I mean, how'd you get out? How'd you get out of that time loop?
1: Well, after being trapped in the day for thirty-four years, I eventually decided maybe I should just play the game. And? So I marathoned it in
2: a day, and then woke up and it was finally the next day.
0: Oh my god.
2: Hey guys, I just got I just got a message from Mark Hamill asking me to take back everything I said about his garbage performance in Return of the Jedi and a New Hope. <laughs>
0: Tell tell him you will Tell him you will
2: So guys What? I retracted my statement for you guys, but I could only hold my tongue for two and a half minutes before posting on Instagram, a picture of his face with a caption that said, he's a terrible actor. Damn
1: it. Damn it, Austin.
2: I just couldn't do it. And frankly, who would have thought Mark Hamill possessed the ability to to trap his haters in time loops. I mean, honestly, if he he has the ability to use time loops, he would have think he would have used all the extra time to take an acting class. I mean, I guess this explains
1: why we don't hear more people talking shit about them. They're all trapped in time.
0: That's actually a really good point. I mean, honestly, after we watched those three movies, I'm genuinely shocked that there was nobody else out there talking about how bad he was in them. Anyway, now that there's two of us in here, maybe, Austin, we can put our heads together. I mean, how do you want to get out of this thing?
1: Actually, three of us in here.
0: Wait, what? I know know know. you've a time loop, so when would you get stuck in this one?
1: I mean, I felt left
2: out, so I reached out to him, telling him to put me back in the loop with you guys. Aw. Aww. I mean, that's nice of you, but you're an idiot. It's kind of cute.
0: Anyway, well, you know, well, hold on. Yeah, it's weird. I get that. But now we have an extra head. All three of us are in here. Let's brainstorm. How the hell are we getting out of here? I mean,
1: we could just retract our previous negative statements about
0: him. And maybe he'll uh, cut us a
1: break.
2: Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm definitely not taking anything back about Mark Hamill.
0: Yeah, definitely can't do that one. Uh, that's too much. Too, too far. Yeah, I guess that was a long shot. Well, look, maybe this is wishful thinking, but how about this? Palm Springs, great movie. Sounds like we all agree at that, at least. How about we just finish this review, we knock it out of the park, make it our best one yet. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe the time loop god Mark Hamill will smile down on us favorably for talking about a movie about his precious time loops. We have it in us. I know it. All right, let's do this. All right, let's start with the cast, guys. We talked about it earlier on our 12th day of this loop. Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, J.K. Simmons, Austin Keith. One of you jump in here. What'd you think of this cast?
2: I don't know if this movie works without Andy Samberg in the lead. I mean, he's just... A lot of this comedy in here is cringe comedy and I don't think anybody really does it better than Andy Samberg for sure. And I was thinking
1: about Andy Samberg and this is kind of not related to the movie. This guy does not age at all. If you really... Yeah, think, I know. <laughs> if you think about him like from like... He really doesn't. It, I think he started SNL in, like, 05 or 06 or something like that. I might be wrong on that. but Maybe, yeah. He looks exactly the same as he did, like, 15 years ago.
0: No, it's a uh, good point. Yeah, he still looks like he could be maybe, like, in his late 20s, but he's got to be pushing 40 at least, right? Well, I said not related to the movie, but it actually is kind of related to the movie. He oh, shit, age. you're right. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whatever he, whatever he and Paul Rudd are doing, we might need to look into that because... I just turned 26 and I'm getting kind of nervous. So I'd like to, I'd like to <laughs> stay like this for a bit. But anyway, yeah, I completely agree. I mean, he's just so good in this movie. I feel like he's – although he's one of those actors that isn't really utilized for drama all that much. And maybe even though he's not doing specifically like over-the-top dramatic moments here, I do feel like it's a good combination of like like you said, like cringe comedy, straight up just broad comedy comedic beats that he delivers. And then whenever there needs to be like actual sweet moments or moments that focus on the relationship that's building with these two lead characters trapped in this time loop, I feel like he nails it all around.
2: Is there an actor working today that delivers just comedic faces better than Andy Sandberg? And what I'm thinking of specifically is that opening scene at the wedding when he's just dancing and looking at the camera. Mm-hmm. That was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> I don't know if there's another actor working today that delivers funnier faces than Andy Sandberg can.
0: That was really good. Well, that's why I feel like that's what we would all do if we were trapped that long in a time loop. I mean, you have to you have to find ways to entertain yourselves. I mean, so it's like one day you watch one person and memorize where they go. Then the next day you do it. And then eventually he's doing this like choreographed dance moving through the crowd. And you're right. Like his sole goal is to just sleep with the Krista Miliati character. Um, so <laughs> this is the way that he shows off. And it was funny. It was a great kind of introduction because at first you don't really know what's going on, and like this is kind of the first I feel like overt something's going on here. Because like Keith said, I didn't I didn't watch the trailer going into this, so I didn't realize it was kind of like a movie about being trapped in a time loop. But this was the first moment where I was like, this feels like kind of out of the reality of this movie. And then of course a few minutes later we find out that it's not a movie based in reality. So really good stuff, but. You know, we got to talk about the other two leads here. I I guess I wouldn't call J.K. Simmons a lead. I mean, he's really good in the movie, obviously. He's willing to play smaller parts. But in the scenes that he is in, whether, like, his face is obscured and he's, like, behind a mask hunting Andy Samberg.
2: I haven't seen him do – I might be wrong. I haven't seen him do comedy here. like, Or I haven't seen him do comedy, like, in a movie before. And he's really good. He's got great timing. Well, Spider-Man. I mean, as
0: a – Yeah, certain. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of where he got his start. He was in – I mean, obviously, if he's one of those actors, look at his IMDb, you'll see so many roles. But the one that jumps out to me for obvious reasons is that he was, he played Paul Rudd and Andy Sandberg's dad in I Love You Man. He's barely in it, but right. he and Andy Sandberg, like, but even though Andy Sandberg is the younger son, they're best friends. <laughs> and, like, they had a funny rapport. So it was cool to see them in this. But yeah, even him, like, whenever it gets closer to the end when everything seems so dire for Andy Sandberg and, his relationship, like, he goes to see uh, Roy, played by J.K. Simmons. And it's a really kind of interesting way to look at time loops, which we'll dive into later. But it's, it's certainly, there's some funny moments, but it's pretty, I feel like this movie makes you laugh, but it also, more so than maybe stuff like Groundhog Day, like, really kind of makes you realize how just awful, at times, living in this eternity could be. But then it also kind of forces you to think about maybe what could be Beneficial about it, I don't know.
2: It does have a lot of the same like story beats as Groundhog Day does, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I definitely, you could definitely tell that it's heavily inspired by Groundhog Day. I would think.
0: Yeah, I guess there's even like something like Edge of Tomorrow, even though that's not a comedy. I feel like people use time loops and stories to force characters that need to grow or change to grow or train like to grow or change and like what better way to do that by forcing them to do the same actions over and over again and watch them like change how they treat those actions like and bill murray treats everybody like shit at the beginning of groundhog day and then he's forced to go through the same interactions and eventually he like genuinely becomes yeah. a good person and starts to like love these strangers to him they're not but to you know From the other side of it, it's just this person they don't know. So this movie has a different way to do that, mainly because probably kind of the crux of it is this movie's gimmick. If you look at something like Groundhog Day, it's just Bill Murray stuck in a time loop. Look at Edge of Tomorrow. Tom Cruise is stuck in a time loop. And then kind of the twist on that, not only is it a drama, an action movie, but then he needs the help of somebody that used to be in a time loop played by Emily Blunt. And this one was Andy Samberg kind of mini reveal is that he's been trapped in here for who knows how long it seems like you could make an argument that he's been in here for like 10 plus years, maybe. I mean, like he's genuinely starting to forget stuff. Um, And then kind of the main gimmick is that Kristen Miliotti's character, um, they kind of have like a, sexual like i guess experience it's, it's at least it's going that direction and then he gets hurt by jk simmons character and he starts to crawl towards this cave that will kind of set the day back and this mysterious cave and she follows him in he's like don't come in but of course how could you not whenever you see this like orange vortex in a cave and then she ends up trapped in the time loop i'm
2: gonna stop you right there because everything that you just said is in the trailer, but. Anybody that's listening right now that hasn't seen this movie, we are going to be doing full spoilers. So stop right here, watch the movie, and then come back and join us. Come back, and we'll be here waiting for you after you watch the movie. Yeah, yeah I I mean, mean, we're, we're, we're trapped, this trapped over in this timeless loop. And so over
0: yeah so yeah come on back because we'll literally be doing this same podcast every day for the rest of my life um i understand why you forgot to say that i mean we have done this a hundred times so yeah 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 for sure for sure this definitely wasn't a scripted thing that we did (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah so then that's kind of the whole gimmick like austin said that's where the trailer leaves you but she follows him in out of curiosity and then the movie becomes two people Trapped in a time loop that kind of form a friendship that then maybe becomes a relationship. And then where does that go? And can they become better people? Or, like, for example, on her side, well, spending time with this nihilist named Niles, so obviously done on purpose, like – spending time with somebody like that in this world change her and it seems to for a long time change her for the negative and then once she goes away he starts to genuinely change for the positive she comes back she's already changed and then of course happy ending so I thought it was cool
2: and Kristen Miliotti is so good in this film man yeah, yeah. Like, she's such a good counterpart to Andy Samberg she's Have you guys seen her in anything? I've only seen her in How
1: About Your Mother that was the only thing Yeah, I, I was going to say
0: we joked about it earlier but Genuinely, I think the only stuff I've seen her in is she plays the mom. I guess that was, I shouldn't have said that.
2: That's not even really a spoiler. Yeah. Either. I guess
0: I could say how it ends, but I won't. Yeah. She plays the mom in that. And then she plays.
2: She does. <laughs> <laughs> I think she dies. Yeah.
0: Uh,
2: anyway. And then she's also in The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's the one. Oh, oh, the yeah, only other one I, one
0: I could remember is she was his first, DiCaprio's first girlfriend or first wife uh, yeah. before he meets Margot Robbie. But, I mean, I know she's been working, obviously, since then. But this, I, I mean, I would have to say, I mean, this has got to be her biggest role. And certainly, probably the one that's going to springboard her. Like we said, this movie is, like, the, by far the most successful thing on Hulu. People are signing up just to watch it. So, for her to be in a lead role in a movie like that, it sounds like she's going to be kind of kicking off from here, which is great. Because she's I, – I thought she was just amazing. I think, like, we praised Andy Samberg. We can do the same thing for her. I mean, she, whenever she needs to be – and her kind of path, I think, is more of a dramatic one. we get like reveals about her character and her actions that cause her to really reflect in this loop. And I think when she needs to be funny, when she needs to kind of assimilate to the way Andy Sandberg's character, Niles, kind of his behavior, and then that starts to grate on her and see her change for the negative. I mean, I feel like every type of like moment she has, like it's all it can be. Different, but she hits it. I think she has so much range and just kind of a broad comedy, which is odd to see for characters to have. But I thought she was so good.
2: Yeah, no, like you said, she has, she has so much range uh, in this movie. She her character goes through so many ups and downs, and um, where I do really like Andy Sandberg in this movie, but he's playing the same character he always plays, and which is fine. He knows what works for him, and he knows he's going to be good on it. But her character is definitely, I think, the more demanding of the two roles, and she definitely brings it in this film. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, so yeah, we already talked about it a little bit. Um, I guess whenever I think about just media with time loops, I mean the main things that come to mind immediately are Groundhog Day and the Edge of Tomorrow. I know there's more. That's just I don't know if you guys have any that you can think of, but not time
1: uh, loops, but time travel like Back to the Future.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could even it's a, it's certainly a version of that. So yeah, kind of the same thing. I was just kind of curious what you guys, what your take on kind of the gimmick of this movie. How do you think it compares? to other movies do you think it does enough to set itself apart um do you think it's too samey what were your guys' thoughts on that
2: well like i kind of already touched on um it does feel really samey to groundhog day i think but i think it's hard for a time loop movie to do a time loop story and then not feel similar to groundhog day because groundhog day kind of came first um but i do think we kind of pick up with andy sandbox's character like kind of where bill mary's character leaves off before he figures out like before he grows as a person so i, I kind of like how like because we don't go through any of this stuff that andy sandberg says he goes to like we don't go through him like first getting trapped we don't go through him like getting bored with it we don't do any of that so i kind of like that we pick off pick up with him already trapped in the time loop so that's yeah, kind of different that was cool
0: yeah and there were i guess we could talk about it a little bit here there were some interesting like philosophical beats here too um, again, Andy Samberg's character is named Niles. I, that's obviously on purpose, but he talks about at one point, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts. He talks about how eventually I had to accept, and I'm, I'm not good at stuff like this explaining it, but like, he's like, eventually I had to accept because the day never ends. It's something like nothing matters. So he finally decided what the appropriate response to be like in a loop or a life that nothing matters, which is to not care about anything. Um, and I thought that was interesting. And it was cool to see that in a weird way, it seemed to work for him to an extent. But for her, when she tries to adopt that, it works for a bit. But over time, I think just completely yeah. eventually destroys her as a person. So
2: I think he's come to accept. But I don't know if it's worked for him because he does have that line where he goes, man – a lot of suicides in here, so he's trying to get out. Sure. He's tried everything he can, mm-hmm. and he's gotten to the point where he's even tried to kill himself to get out. Right. Um, so maybe he's accepted it, but I don't know if it's actually worked for him so far. Right. Well, remember he's kind of
1: counseling Chris uh, Melody's character when she starts. When she starts kind of giving up in a way. She's like, you know, yes, yeah, committing suicide and all that kind of stuff. And and she hits uh, Jake Simmons' character Roy with the car. He's like, hey, you remember, there's still pain in here. Like there's nothing yeah. worse than dying in the ICU yeah. slowly. So, yeah. so I thought that was kind of cool. It was like you can, it's it. You're you're stuck in this weird purgatory where you, yeah, you really can like drink as much as you want. And your liver won't die because you wake up the next day, the same again. But remember, if you get hit with a car or you, yeah, if you're dying in the ICU slowly, I mean that's gonna suck. So he, it was kind of cool how he brought that up. He's like, hey, pain is still real. So
2: <laughs> it is. That. It is really funny how he's like kind of in the mentor role in this film yeah he is. like he's yeah. <laughs> like mentoring uh Kristen milioni or milioti's character um so I, I actually really did like that though I, that was kind of i haven't seen andy samberg do that type of role before so
0: yeah it was a cool mentor role that then effectively like in the third act whenever she comes back it flips not for too long but long enough i think to get the point across so yeah no i'm glad we talked about that that was cool to break down so before we hop in we won't do like our Star Wars or uh, DCE, we won't do like a full plot breakdown or anything. So I think maybe let's spend a bit more time than usual on what did you guys actually like and not like about the movie. Let's start positive. Uh, what were some of your it can be scenes, it can just be ideas, just be little funny moments. What what did you guys really dig about this movie?
2: uh jk simmons for sure i know he's not in it a whole lot but every scene that he's in as always with jk simmons is just great i really like the relationship that he has with andy Samberg's character how mm-hmm. like this Every every now and then, on the the days that he wakes up and he's feeling angry, he just drives out to Palm Springs to kill Andy yeah. Samberg's character. But most days he doesn't. So I think it's funny how Andy Samberg goes like, "Oh, he comes around every now and then and kills me." Like it's just so used to it at this point. Well,
0: yeah, and the thing I love about that is he was talking about how lucky it is that J.K. Simmons' his character, who I guess a re- well, and we see at the very very end, but he was a wedding guest, so like in the orig- original timeline. You know, this guy has some relation, So he is coming to the wedding, but he started that day in Irvine. So it's a long drive. So like, so you're right. Yeah. So it's like some days when he's really fucking angry, he drives all the way out there and literally hunts this guy. And we see like little like cutaways to him. <laughs> Andy Sammings in a chair, but JK Simmons has like the, he's about to electrocute him. <laughs> like literally yeah. this guy. Um But yeah, then again,
2: He's waterboarding him at yeah, one point, right? Yeah,
0: exactly. But it was cool again to touch on like some of the philosophy the movie explores. It was really nice to then see the flip side, where at the end, one of my favorite scenes when Andy Sandberg like accepts that um, uh, Kristen Meliotti's character is gone. Like he goes to talk to the only other person that can relate to him, which is ostensibly his biggest enemy, this guy that he got drunk with at a party once, and was like, "Dude, you're gonna love this." Like, what's the line? J.K. Simmons is like this is the best night of my life. Yeah, and Andy Samberg yeah. is like, well, come on, have I got the fix for you? Yeah. And he traps him in the time loop. Um, but whenever he goes to see him in Irvine with his family, and it's like, we get to see the flip side of all those days where he drives up out of anger just to hunt this guy down. We get to see the good days, you know, he's talking about, and it is really sad. It's really like, it really affected me. You know, he's talking about, I mean, what you did to me, man. Like he like gives him a beer, you know, it's like, so he's like, Treating him, you know, kind of like a person at least. But then he's like, I really fucking hated you for so long. Like, I look at these beautiful kids I have out here. I look at this life I have. And it's like, at least you left me on the perfect day. So thanks. But at the same time, like, I don't get to go past this. I don't get to see them grow up. I don't get to see them graduate. I don't get to see them walk down the aisle. Like, all that stuff. It was like, oh, man. It's like, There's parts of a time loop, I guess, like the time to like perfect stuff like they showed in Groundhog They would be cool. But I feel like everything else would just be miserable. So I like that they really took the time in in like a comedy of all movies to explore this. I mean, you would feel like this would be in like a drama, usually, like just like exploring these themes and elements. But I don't know. It was cool that it was in a movie like this, I felt like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I do think – I do think the first act of this film is probably, at least comedic-wise, is probably the strongest. Um, everything he does at the at the wedding the first time around is so funny. Um, Him waking up every day with his girlfriend, too. So yeah, literally. that was really funny. Um, I really like how like something happens, they do a bit, and they move on, and they, you get more of the story. Like It's very quick. They're very efficient with the jokes. Um, so I really like that. And I just, um, I really like how they like, they get to the time thing, like super quick, like probably in like the first 15 minutes of this movie, we're already doing time travel stuff. And um, my favorite part about the first act is how like we kind of touched on it, but Andy is just like bored with everything that Kristen, uh, milioti's character is like experiencing like he's already been through the trying to kill yourself stuff he's always been through trying to accept everything and so i love how like he's just like let's just get past this man come on get to the part where you come and drink and party with me for eternity and they
0: get there and there's some great stuff They they just like burst into a bar just to do a choreographed dance that they've been practicing and then they just leave (laughs) right after that i mean there's some great (laughs) moments that come of that change um But yeah, no, there was one moment in particular. I feel like people haven't seen it. They won't care about this. But it's like the hardest I've laughed in recent memory. Um, I watched this movie, I think, with my brother. Actually, no, I watched this with my whole family. But my brother and I were just like rolling over laughing. And it's part to your point, Austin, earlier that there's just like lines that wouldn't be even – funny that Andy Samberg can deliver and it just busted my gut <laughs> but whenever uh, cuz one of the, one of kind of the crux is the very beginning is that we find out that the night of the wedding um Andy Samberg's characters girlfriend is cheating on him with somebody else that's you know in the wedding party so that kind of i guess gives him free reign to do what he wants essentially but he at one point he wakes up i don't know what he says i think it's because Christian miliotti runs in the room and they clearly now because they're in the loops know each other so then his girlfriend is all of a sudden like what's happening like are, are you cheating on me and then just totally straight face just like no you're cheating on me, you goof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just love laughing. that. that funny. so, so hard, funny.
2: But I love that. Also, I don't know this actress's name, but whoever plays his girlfriend is also really good in this film. Like she's really funny. Yeah. She has some yeah. pretty good moments. I don't know who yeah. that is.
0: Though. I'm not sure either.
2: It looks like the cast and crew just had a blast filming this film. Like you can, you can just totally see on everybody's faces that they're having such a good time making this movie. Yeah.
0: Everybody's really good. Even the people that really don't have much screen time. I know, Camilla Mendez from Riverdale who plays the bride and um Christina her sister and then Tyler Hecklin from Road to Perdition and he plays Superman on the CW plays the groom. So yeah, I mean there was like people that are kind of well known but they all like you know performed these really kind of few moments really well and they you're right they seem to be having a blast but uh on the flip side I'm curious cuz there's always room for improvements, as they say. And as everybody knows, we're the masters of knowing how to improve. I mean, we just freaking last week, we created the Mark Hamill Honorary Improvement Award. So we know how to improve. So Austin and Keith, if it's possible, is there anything this movie could have done better?
2: Keith, I saw you lean back and smirk. Mm-hmm. So it seems like you've got something to say. Whoa. Well, I was actually thinking what I liked about this
1: movie more than what it can prove, but I will come to what I can prove. I'll just say real quick.
0: Well, yeah. What else did you like about it? Go yeah.
1: It. I, I just say that I didn't much anything about this movie. No, no trailer. I didn't read anything about it, anything like that. So getting into the, yeah, the first 10, 15 minutes before you, you get to the cave and all that, I was thinking it was going to be like a romantic comedy, like a wedding crashers kind of movie. That's what it felt like to me when I was first watching. I was like, "Oh, it has it has wedding crashers bits for sure." Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, and um, especially when Andy Samberg got up and like saved the day with his speech and all that, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is gonna be kind of like a wedding crashers romantic comedy kind of thing." Um, and so, but then once he uh, went to the, or once he got shot with the arrow, I was like, "Holy shit!" And it was I was kinda like I said holy shit at the same time Kristen Melody's character said holy shit, like
2: holy shit, what the fuck
1: is happening? Yeah, <laughs> like what the hell? And yeah. then he just started getting chased by this dude and and it totally flipped in my head, like what the hell's going on? I thought this was gonna be a comedy or a romantic comedy or whatever. And then yeah, he goes to the cave, like, okay, this movie's taking a different turn. So I like that. So for anybody who hasn't seen it, which if you're listening to this, then you're already gonna see all the spoilers,
2: but don't listen to anything about it, just start watching it and see what happens. So i like for
0: that sure, for sure
2: yeah i i had i actually had seen the trailer before this movie um which i i'm kind of jealous of you guys i kind of wish i'd seen it not knowing anything um because i think some of the they show some some of the funnier scenes in the trailer so some of those are kind of spoiled for me um but yeah i am i'm definitely jealous of you guys that you guys got to go into this blind
0: yeah no i'm definitely happy i did it just worked yeah. out i feel like more often than not i don't get that experience it was nice to have it for once but yeah so
2: um but in terms in terms of things that like kind of didn't work for me um i do think this movie kind of lags in the middle um especially like at least for me all the all the montage of the stuff that they do like once they realize like oh this can actually be fun like a lot of that stuff didn't really work for me uh, maybe because some of that stuff was in the trailer and then um there's not really any stakes for the characters in this film like they kind of established early on that they can't really they can't die they're just gonna wake up at a really fancy wedding so they're like they're not ever really in any like parallel or anything like that. Um, So it is hard to buy like that. They're desperate to get out of here. Um, I think they do a good job towards the end of like setting up why they really want to get out. But I think in the middle, it definitely lags a little bit.
0: Yeah, I can get that. I mean, the stakes are obviously they want to get out, but I see your point that in like the second act a bit, whenever it's kind of just the stuff of them having fun and trying to grow their relationship and having like, what's the word I'm looking for here? I guess they don't, it's such a, it's so weird to explain because there's a reveal that uh, Andy Samberg lied. His character lied to Sarah, the Chris Familiati character, about like, we've had sex tons of time. Before she entered the loop, they were having sex a lot. Um, and he lied to her about that. But there's like some sweet moments where she's in the loop and they actually have sex for the first time. And like the relationship starts to grow. Um,
2: yeah, you buy their relationship.
0: They have great chemistry. Exactly, they do. But to your point at those same time in those moments, it's like, okay, I guess it's changing from they're trying to get out of here to maybe they're accepting that they're in here, which I give the movie props. I think that's the point. I think in the first act and the third act, it's about, you know, one, or, one or both of the characters wanting to get out. But in the second, I think it's where they kind of come together and neither of them really do. They just kind of want to enjoy it. But I can also obviously understand you being like, it does lose a bit of momentum. So I I can, yeah, I get that. I get that for sure. Um, Let me be clear though. I I really like this movie. No, no, there's there's nothing wrong with it. No, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Um, And it doesn't take away from their great chemistry. I feel like in, you know, the sweet moments and the actual like romantic moments. And then just also whenever they're having fun, being fun, like messing around with each other, I feel like it works like all sides of it. Uh, Keith, what about you? Is there anything that you were kind of iffy on or didn't love about this one?
1: not really i can't really think of me to be honest i don't
0: um, think i have any either to be honest with you yeah yeah
1: i mean
2: i enjoyed it all the way around so no i don't think i have anything to add okay so do you think this was a movie if you had paid to see it in theaters you would have enjoyed it as much or do you think you would really enjoyed this because you're at home and you're you're desperate for content to watch
0: well, I feel like that's a tough question, especially for us three, because I mean, like in high school, we literally would go see multiple movies every week, like at the theater. And I feel like anytime we could in school, whether we were together, or like at our various schools, like we would always go to go to the theater. So like, yeah, for the general person, would they have wanted to see this in a theater and pay? I don't know if they're going by themselves. It's probably 20 bucks for tickets and concessions, maybe 40 if it's like a date night. But like, is it worth that? I don't know. But, you know. At the same time, I probably would have. I really enjoyed it. So it's like, I personally, I got the Hulu free trial. I didn't have Hulu beforehand. And then I just, it didn't really seem like anything I was interested in. So I deleted it after. So to your point. Oh yeah, Hulu sucks. Yeah, no, I didn't. So I yeah, I didn't spend any money on this movie. I watched it for free with the free trial. Um, but yeah, I would have been down to pay like, you know, a, you know, a ticket's worth or like getting it on demand for sure. I definitely thought it was worth it. So I would have, you know, spent a little bit on it, I think.
1: Yeah, I would have too. Yeah, I would have gone through data for this one.
2: And I already had Hulu, so I didn't have to... I'd be curious if we were in like a normal world if this is like a movie that comes out in theaters bombs and then gets like a cult following like kind of like wet hot american summer or something like that or this is a movie that comes out and it gets really good word
0: of mouth well um, actually, and be that's interesting because i think this movie totally would have bombed uh the only thing that would have saved it is the fact that it cost five million to make like we said that was the budget so it wouldn't have been that hard to make it back that being said um i love the guy and i love the lonely island but hot rod and pop star i think are two pop star is for me is like the funniest movie of the last 20 years um before that what hot american summer shout out i still but, haven't seen that one dude that i think it's so i think cool. it's on hbo
2: yeah pop star did
0: not work for me oh. so <laughs> all right well Keith, now to watch it jizzy i see what you think but anyway regardless of what your thoughts are on it um their movies hot rod um It basically kind of bombed at the box office, but people liked it. And then it showed up on Netflix, and that's when it kind of grew a cult following. Like, college-age kids really loved it. And then Popstar comes out, kind of capitalizing on the fact that now Hot Rod, you know, people watch it, but then Popstar bombs also. Because people didn't go to see Hot Rod in theaters and spend money. So, would this have been the same thing? You know, would people spend money to see this in a theater after seeing a weird trailer with about a time loop and a weird, like, you know relationship i don't know so i'm glad it actually you know it's one of like the silver linings i guess of covid because this movie is breaking all these records making a shit ton of money people are signing up for hulu and i'm glad because i think that means that andy samber Kristen miliati and you know the directing team producing team writing team will get a bunch more gigs so i'm happy about that but i don't think it would have done it i will creators. be
2: i will be curious to see just cuz i'm a numbers guy but i will be curious to see how many of these people that get their free trials of hulu watch this movie and then just immediately cancel hulu yeah. like i wonder if hulu actually retains any subscribers from this well, movie. Did you guys already have hulu before this or no, or no matt you said I you know. didn't awesome. I did you did, right because we have yeah we already had it but that's just because my wife has had it to watch um how i met your mother so no, spoiler
0: sorry hope she's not listening to this one. If she hasn't
2: finished. <laughs> oh no it's like our third time
0: <laughs> yeah no um well, let's pay attention. <laughs> On August 10th, I just I just went back to check the release date. July 10th, I, August 10th. I think who was, was a 30. Actually, yeah, I think it's a month free trial. So I guess we'll see what the drop off rate is. But that being said, people still got the free trial for the first time. You know, to watch just this, movie, yeah. which is telling. So we'll see what comes of it. I hope certainly the actor. Yes, this writings,
2: movie definitely has gotten great word of mouth. I mean, I I wouldn't have bought this, Matt. And then wanted to do an episode on this if you hadn't first watched them and, like, hey, you guys got to check this out. So
0: Yeah, and admittedly, um, in between the time I told you guys about it originally, I watched it again and um, still loved it. Loved it just as much. But it does have the upside of, you know, movies like this, with whether it's just twists or just weird concepts like this. There's a lot to pick up on a second viewing for sure. Like little lines of dialogue oh, okay. in the beginning and throughout that kind of pay off in ways that you're not really you know, paying attention to the first time. So it's also really, you know, rewatchable. So hopefully it's one that I can enjoy, you know, in the future. All right, guys. So I feel like with a movie like this, though, we've talked about, you know, the general beats, what we enjoyed about it, what we didn't, just the little things, the characters, all that good stuff. I feel like with a movie like this, and I feel like you guys will agree, if the ending sucks, it can ruin a movie like this. It's like, if the ending just doesn't pay off, like I think about, for me, endings like Groundhog Day and even Edge of Tomorrow to a lesser extent, you know, maybe they're simple in execution, but I think they work for the characters in that world. So the whole time I was watching this in the back of my head, just a little bit, I was kind of worried that this movie might not stick the landing. So... Basically, we have Krista Miliardi's character, after finding out that Andy Sandberg's character Niles lied to her, they'd, had, they'd been having sex tons of times before she entered the loop. She's like, fuck off, I'm leaving. This is when we find out, or I guess we fully realize that she had been having sex with her sister, who was the bride's um soon to be husband so maybe she wasn't as innocent as we may have thought
2: and i was confused by that i was confused by why that upset her so much cause, because i guess she had forgotten about it and then one day she sleeps in and the guy comes out and says like hey you should probably leave and so when that happened i was confused why that upset her so much and then later on she says like i can't keep doing this day over and over um like waking up to the fact that she did something horrible Um, so I I, I got it later, but when it initially happened, I was like, I I don't understand why that upset you so much.
0: Yeah. I think maybe partially it's because in a time loop, in a weird way, she wasn't responsible. It didn't matter that she did that stuff because it's like, and one of the moments on a rewatch that I at first didn't really realize is earlier in the movie, there's one point where she's initially in the loop. She's like, how do we get out of here? I got to be nice. And she goes up and she whispers in her sister's ear. You don't know what she says. And then she walks away and like, her sister is sobbing. It's like, what happened? And on the second watch, I was like, oh, she thinks, you know, in order to be a good person, I'm going to go up in the middle of this wedding, tell my sister that I was banging, you know, her now husband. And then uh, <laughs> I'm in the clear. I did the right thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel when like.
1: When I first saw that, I thought she told her that the, the earthquake was coming because the earthquake happened right after. I was like, did she go up and say that the earthquake was about to ruin her wedding or whatever? <laughs> but then I realized, oh, yeah, it probably, she probably told her that it-
0: Yeah, so I feel like being in a time when she's not responsible, it doesn't really matter. Her life doesn't continue. So it's like on one of the days, on the wedding day, she could tell her family and her sister that she was doing this, but then the next day it was reset. Who cares? So I guess maybe this ending forces her to confront some things. And so she kind of takes it upon herself. You know, I'm not dealing with Andy Sandberg right now. I'm going to figure out how to get out of here. My life will continue. If I have to pay the price, fine, but I got to continue in some way and be held responsible. So she spends, we don't know how long, obviously a long time. She kind of teaches herself quantum physics through like taking classes and meeting with professors. I love this. Yeah. I love this device. I thought that was a really cool idea. Yeah. No, it was definitely cool. And then eventually, of course, she gets to a point eventually where she's meeting with these professors and they're like, you know more than me. How is that possible? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And she kind of devises kind of just a fun, I don't know if there's you know, any kind of reality here, who cares? But basically the idea is I need to go back to the cave. I need to create an explosion in like the brief moment of walking into the cave before I wake up essentially like on the same day before the loop starts. I got to blow up in between the loop.
2: Yeah. This is definitely a, a science plot. If the science plot was going to be written by the Lonely Island crew, yeah, it's simple. <laughs> like, it makes sense. you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's really easy, uh, and of course, kind of unsurprisingly, not in a bad way, she takes this information to Andy Samberg because whether or not you know they're in love, whether they can accept that, obviously he lied to her, so there's issues. But she still is like, we gotta get out of here. Let's go out of this loop. And he's like, no, man, no, it's perfect in here because again, I feel like he's not at the point she was because he's like, we don't have to be responsible. Life doesn't continue. It doesn't matter. It's perfect. I've memorized this day. It's easy for me. I can do whatever I want. I have it down, basically. And she's like, "Uh, you just, you know, okay, great. Um, And that's when they kind of diverge again. And then this is kind of the moment where he takes it upon himself. Eventually, he realizes he needs to be with her. He does love her. He finally kind of officially, even though it's still a loop, he kind of officially breaks up (laughs) with his girlfriend. And uh, by the end, we, of course, get them coming back together. They acknowledge their love for each other, and they don't know what's going to happen. They could literally die here. I mean, if this plan doesn't work, they will die. They'll just blow up. But if they uh, make it to the next day, they'll be together. And there's, you know, a bit cheesy, but I did really like the line where he's essentially like, I would rather die with you right now if this plan goes wrong than stay in this time loop literally alone. I can't do it. So very effective. That's obviously kind of the emotional kind of wrap up to these characters in the movie itself. And they go on through. And we get a very quick, in a good way, for me at least, we get a very quick epilogue where, really, you know, funny moment where they're chilling out. They wake up essentially at this house in Palm Springs that they kind of are shown throughout the movie. It has A nice pool. They kind of hang out there. Um, And the whole joke was that uh, they can hang out at this nice place because the owners are on vacation. And then I think even in the movie, Andy Samberg says, they don't come back till November 10th, which is never going to come. And (laughs) they just have this family like the fuck are you doing in our pool that's kind of the realization that it did work and then of course andy samberg's like i gotta go pick up my dog and she's like you have a dog <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a really funny sweet kind of cap off kind of showing also for me it was a nice moment because maybe it makes you reflect whenever he's like i don't even remember what what i did for a living and it's like i mean he knows he has a dog so it's not maybe he was kind of just not taking responsibility so it, it, he
2: was you know, high on mushrooms
0: and that <laughs> that's thing <too>. also true <laughs> and um i gotta i gotta be honest I, I loved this ending but there is a but here part of me was like this does feel really weird to have that beautiful like beautiful for me scene with jk simmons explaining kind of the positive and negative to the loop i'm stuck in a perfect day with my children and my wife that I love so much and I love it I love that everything we do is planned already and that I do it every day but it sucks that I never get to go past this and I was like I feel like we could have used a final moment with Roy with J.K. Simmons and what do we get we get a Marvel mid credit scene Uh, (laughs) Tony Stark walks out he's like Roy I saw your bow shooting skills Jeremy Renner ain't cutting it we need you for the Avengers (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but, uh of course we get a, a great moment that i thought was so effective basically it shows him at the wedding and because again we knew that he was originally in the original timeline he was a wedding guest so he goes up to niles at the wedding who isn't wearing his hawaiian getup he's wearing the full tux and he's like hey you told me that sarah's trying to escape the loop like how's that gonna work <laughs> And Annie Sandberg is just like, What? <laughs> what you, I don't know what a loop is. I don't know who Sarah is. I don't know what you're talking about. And just the final moment is just him realizing that the loop is done. I get to wake up tomorrow and it'll be tomorrow. And clearly he and her plan work Is
2: it different. done for him?
0: Yeah. No, that's yeah. why I think that's why he smiles because um
1: No, he goes he goes up to uh Niles, the Niles that does not know him. He's like, Hey Shipbird, I got your message from the girlfriend yeah and then, but is it done for jk simmons
2: or is he still stuck in there no he figures it out so he's gonna go blow himself up oh yeah oh shit i, didn't re- I thought because like, he blew up the goat oh, no. and the goat didn't come back but she was still in the time loop shit. i don't think it's done for jk simmons i think he smiles because he realizes there's a way out
0: okay. he, it's not it's not over for All right, him still happy ending still happy ending okay <laughs> I, was, like, freaking out there. I was like pulling my hair i was like oh no the loop isn't done okay so i guess he just has to go make a makeshift explosive which we know he can do well, he I has mean, to go learn
2: quantum physics. He already that knows too. that stuff.
0: He already knows that stuff. He, like, he <laughs> was torturing Andy Sandberg so elaborately. He knows some stuff. He can get out of there. He just needs to bring, stick a TNT in there and he'll be fine.
2: So I, I do like that post-credit scene with J.K. Simmons. Um, however, I do kind of wish – because uh, the way this movie ends is you know, they go through that time work. Uh, they blow themselves out. It the cuts to black. I wish they had just cut the black. I wish we hadn't gotten that pool scene. Like I wish, I kind of wish, I feel like for time stuff, you have to leave it ambiguous or else you leave, you just leave them to be open to questions like what we were just asking about. Um, so I kind of wish they'd cut the black and then let the audience determine if they believe they got out or not. I feel you often, but I have to be honest, when it cut the black there at first, I was like,
1: damn it. I'm not going to figure it out. What happened? I was, I was about to piss. And then when it, yeah. cut to him, I was like, okay, good. So I'm glad. I'm glad.
0: That <laughs> yeah. I, f- I, f- I feel both of your points. I think I'm just a little bit tired of ambiguity. I feel like people just do it. I feel like it's just overplayed too much. Um, I think when it's used a lot of time, like a Nolan stuff and Shyamalan stuff, a lot of the time it's used. Right. But I, for this one, I was happy to see it, but that is a good point. You know, clearly I, I'm—I don't know the J.K. Simmons thing. I guess my thing was them explode. I—I I guess my original thought was that blew up, like the idea of the loop. So I guess like is didn't even exist anymore. I guess that was my take, but I guess you're right. That wouldn't make sense, or else they wouldn't because the goat went in. You're right. So I guess that makes sense. I guess uh, he has to go do it himself if he wants to get out. But again, at least he has a way out that he knows works. So I think it's still you
2: know he still has to go he still has to go learn quantum well, physics and not, figure it I
0: out it's not though because i mean well she sent she him the message all, she did all the hard work she's message. oh
2: know? yeah in, that's I think, right strap
0: on like a bomb, a bomb. Just, yeah, like, yeah. I <laughs> that's think, why he
1: was at the bar he's like give he's like stacy give me a bunch of alcohol and oh, yeah. He, he's going to start drinking. Yeah. Well, he I'll probably do. has okay. bombs. He
0: was going to throw it in the <laughs> anyway. So he's probably ready to go that night. Who knows? And either way, you know, I don't care that much. It, it worked for me regardless of like what the exact whatever happened. So it's all good. We've reached the point in the show. It's time to give out our awards. We started this a few weeks back with Star Wars. Um, So basically what we're going to do here is just each of us is going to give an award. It can be anything, literally anything. There's no rules or regulations here. We all have one award that we're going to present to this movie, and we'll see what happens. Keith, once again, as kind of our senior time loop expert here, I would just simply love if you would start us off with the first award of the night.
1: Since I spent so much time with her in that dinky bar playing pool, I'm going to give the most white trash award oh. to Carla. Yeah. Lady <laughs> from the bar they play pool at, and they have his millionth birthday party at. She gets also, the most white trash award.
0: She played the exact same character in Breaking Bad. She
2: knows it works for her.
0: Yeah, she knows like kind of what they want her for, I guess. I don't know if he's ever done anything else, but we love her. And she deserved that.
2: Everyone out there. Here's some advice. If you find something you're good at, perfect it. If you're good at being a meth head on screen, perfect oh, yeah. being a meth, just meth head. Just own that. What's the actress's name? She's a good one. can't remember. Oh, yeah. Here's <laughs> you. Dale Dickey.
1: Dale Dickey.
0: <laughs> Dale Dickey. That's right. <laughs> Actually, know right that. That's yeah, yeah, the
1: Dale right. Dickey. So shout out to Dale Dickey. Shout out. You win the most white trash meth head reward. i not
0: love it. Not as a real person. Just as a <laughs> not as a real person. There's an clear, actress. Clear. To be clear. Yeah. Yes. We're showing her respect here. Uh, But speaking of respect, though, there's few people that I know that are more respectful than Austin. Austin, I know whatever award you give will come from a place of utmost respect. So please, Austin, take it away.
2: Today, it actually is from a place of respect. I'm giving the Acceptable Adoptive Father Award to J.K. Simmons. If a situation ever arose where I needed a new father, I would want J.K. Simmons to be my adoptive father.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's actually quite sweet. Now, give me one reason why. What's the main reason that you would want him to be your father?
2: Just with how accepting he is of his kid watering some poop. Yeah. You know, I watered a lot of poop in my day. So if he's accepting with his kid, if he's not accepting with that kid in his movie, he'd be accepting with me too.
0: I think that's beautiful. I I genuinely do. Um, And that's actually funny because I was originally, uh, you know, there were some snubs and some late submissions, but I was originally going to give my award for kind of – I don't know what you want to call it. The name wasn't officially formed, but it was basically kind of like best conservationist. And it was going to go to poop watering kid. Um, But fortunately (laughs) we had literally like a last minute submission and I just couldn't pass it up. So everybody, uh, the final award of the night, Time, proud, 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 proud to present it. Um, Creepiest grandmother question mark award (laughs) goes to, just the grandmother. I don't, I don't know what her name was. <laughs> she just popped up. There was a weird moment at the end where... like, She's at, in a time yeah, loop, right? Yeah, at the beginning, yeah. she's just like, hello. Uh, and then at the end, she does the same thing. But then she's like, good job getting out of here. So I guess she's in the time loop. I don't know. But regardless, I was creeped out anytime she was in the background. In a good way. In a good way. Which is why you deserve that award. So there we go another award ceremony in the books and hell yeah. Congratulations to our winners. Yeah, Congrats. Once again, expect your award in the mail in six to eight business weeks. So guys, we did it. That was a hell of a review. I know.
2: And as much fun as this was, I really don't want to do this again. So can we please get out of here? Same. I kind of regret asking Mr. Han- Mr. Hamel to put me in this loop
0: so I could just hang out with you guys. Yeah, that honestly, I mean, in hindsight that was a weird choice, but you know what, yeah, I already told you, dude, that was a you're just that was dumb I do like I, I do like that you want to hang it came from a good place, it came from a good place, I just wanted to hang out, but you know what so I don't care if it came from a good place or not, you know what, screw this, hey, hey, hey Mark Hamill, hey, if you're listening, I really liked how innocent you played Luke and a New hope, okay, how about that? There's a positive for you, I agree, I
1: mean, I also liked how you believably were passed out, but still moaned for ben dagopa. Yoda. Before Han shoved you into that tauntaun.
0: Yeah, that was great. Yeah.
2: Guys, let's be real. Do not cater to Mark Hamill. He sucks. He sucks in Star Wars.
0: Austin, come on, man. This is the 50th time we've done this. You need to say something nice. He's just punishing us now. I mean, Keith and I, we did our work. He's punishing all of us because he won't say anything nice. I mean, come on. Come on, try. I can't. I can't
2: do it. Our audience needs us to be honest. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> you got to just lie. Come on.
0: Sometimes you just got to lie.
2: Fine. Ugh, I liked how you yelled. That's impossible. When Darth Vader said he was your
0: dad. Well, okay. Hey, hey, okay. Yeah, that, that's, we can work with this. You can't mumble it though. You need, you need to mean it. Mark needs to hear you. So come on, do your impression. That's impossible. Great, great. All right, Keith, Keith, your turn. Keep it up. Let's let's all do one so that there's no way you can keep any of us out. Do your moaning before being shoved into a Tauntaun impression again.
2: Ben, Digba Yoda. Great, great. That was good. That was good. OK, Matt, yeah. ask ask Leia what her mom looked like the way Luke oh, did. Oh, right, right, right.
0: <clears throat> Leia, what did your real mother look like? It's, I think it's working. it's
2: working. It's working. It's working.
0: Guys.
1: Hey, are you guys here? I'm good. You guys? You guys good?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So wait, wait, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Looking my calendar. It's tomorrow, guys. Yes! We did it! We made it! Oh, thank we're god.
1: Out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. Hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on. That's great, we're out and all. But now we're one day closer to our next episode. We need to start watching, and we need to start planning.
0: Well, hey, hey, let's look on the bright side here. It means, you know, I loved reviewing Palm Springs, but now we can do something different. So I'm sure the next thing is going to be just as good. So, Austin, what are we reviewing next time?
2: Yeah, next time, it's uh, The Phantom Menace.
0: Oh, Oh, great. Great, yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) Actually, now that I think about it, I mean, do you guys know if that, you know, young kid that played Anakin Skywalker in episode one is also a Lord of Time Loops? Because if so, we might, you know, need to try not to bash him. Nah, we got to risk it. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, Austin, I'm sure our audience has thoughts on The Phantom Menace. You know, uh, I think people were (laughs) excited to give their thoughts on the original trilogy, but Phantom Menace... I guess you could say it's a bit more controversial. So what should they do and where should they go if they want to share these thoughts with us so that we can read it on the next show next week?
2: Yeah, well, everybody, thank you once again so much for listening. Um, Please make sure you hit that subscribe button, as always, so you never miss an episode. And please also share us with a friend so we can continue to grow this show. At the Arnie's is our social. And please feel free to message us your thoughts on The Phantom Menace, the prequels, or just Star Wars as a whole. Once again, that's at the Arnie's. Um, the Arnie's.media is the website, so be sure to check us out there as well.
0: Awesome. I'm excited, guys. Um, and again, yeah, do I want to talk about The Phantom Menace? Not really, but at least it's different. So anyway, if you guys don't mind, <sighs> it's finally tomorrow. We're out of this loop, so I'm going to go celebrate. I'm going to go see what's going on.
1: Thank God after 7 million days or whatever it's been. Who YouTube,
0: even knows, yeah.
1: Talk to you guys later. Yeah,
0: yeah I'll see you guys. Bye,
1: guys.
2: Can't believe shitty Mark Hamill trapped us in a time loop. Guess he is good for something after all.
0: Welcome back to another episode of The Arnie's. We are three time loop experts with nothing better to do than break down the new Hulu original, Palm Springs.
2: Matt, what's going on?
0: Dude, why are you still already interrupting? We
2: just started. Oh, guys, I think we're still stuck in the time loop.
0: <laughs> oh, I get it. Is that some cute reference to the fact that we're reviewing a movie about a time loop? Good one.
1: Yeah, good one, Austin. Everyone knows you love a good joke.
0: What? Mark! No!
2: This can't be happening!